What is going on, everybody? My name is Gabe. And I'm Matt. And welcome to another episode of the Tentacle Bot Podcast. And uh, today, we're going to be talking about something very, very foreign. Matt, why don't you go ahead and clue us in on what I mean? Absolutely. So today, we're actually talking about the new record by a band called Bloodywood. Um, who is actually a band from India. So that's kind of a cool little thing. Uh, the band is going to be composed of... <laughs> God, I thought you were pausing it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Karan Katiar on guitars, flute, production, and composition. We have Giant Badula on vocals and growls. And then we've got Raul Kur on, or I'm sorry, Raul Kerr on rap vocals. And I apologize if we mispronounce the names of any of the band members. I should also go back and say that the name of the record is called Rock Shock, which. Did you by chance get a translation for that? Yeah, so that one is uh, translated to uh, either Protector or Guardian. Perfect. Um, also notably, uh, they do have a, a few touring members that we want to uh, to shout out as well. There's Sarthak Pawa, uh, who plays the Dole, uh, which is and uh, it's the Dole and Nagara, I think it's called. Um, basically, that's the uh, percussion instruments that they use. Okay. Um, Roshan Roy is on bass when they are touring, and Wishesh Singh is on drums. Perfect. Um, and if we pronounce any of the names incorrectly, we do apologize. Oh, there's there's going to be so many it, mispronunciations. There's going to be a lot. Like, I, I am so sorry. I've tried, and I cannot find a reasonable source other than like how they're singing it in the songs, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I'm still going to pretty much butcher it. Probably. <laughs> um, without wasting any additional time, let's just jump into the first impressions, and if it's okay, I'll kind of just jump into mine. Hit it. I was very surprised at how much I enjoyed listening to this. It was it was so vastly different from what we've listened to in the you know the last now few weeks that we've been in 2022 and really over the course of the podcast this is probably the most off the beaten path in a way and I think part of it because it is such a foreign concept and because it's so much of the Indian culture that's being brought into the music Mm -hmm. I think that it was kind of a culture shock but it was a culture shock that I was absolutely happy with yeah it it honestly was just like a lot of fun to listen to Mm -hmm. because the the one of the things that I feel like separates Bloody Wood from a lot of the other folk metal artists so uh, people like Ailstorm or Fintroll yeah. or uh, just anything in kind of like that general concept of like having some sort of thematic element incorporated into mm-hmm. it. I don't feel like this is a gimmick for them. Like it works as a gimmick, but I feel like this is just them putting together the things that they love most. They love the the kind of natural state of um, the, the or not natural state, but like the folk influences of their culture that they're surrounded with and they love metal. And so they took those two things mm-hmm. and they put them together in a very cohesive and very organic fashion. Yeah. I, I never thought that Indian music and metal would be something that combines together so well. Yeah, but and, I and feel I, like it, it was so shocking that that was the situation. Yeah, because the the way that they did it too, like if they were to try and incorporate this stuff into metalcore, or if they were to try and incorporate it into deathcore, like it wouldn't fit. No, but this kind of new metal vibe that they have going on, it it, it fits perfectly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they they incorporate uh, both, uh, not both, uh, all three. Um, they incorporate Hindi, Punjabi, and English lyrics. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's a pain to. So we're we're gonna try and do our best. Yeah. Uh, in, in terms of like breaking down like the 
the lyrical content of these songs, it's going to be extremely hard for us mm-hmm. uh, just because there is so many different languages and Google Translate was of no help in a lot of situations. <laughs> Unfortunately. Um, one other thing I did wanted to note, um, there's going to be a term that I may use later on in some of the songs called Shinai, I believe it's called, uh, which is the use of percussive instruments such as the dole in Nagata is what it's called. Okay. Um, and that's uh, the, I know the dole specifically is the um, kind of like two fa- or a two-headed drum that you kind of wear standing up, and that—that's the the kind of like the rat to tat to tat to tat. Oh kind of sound. yeah, okay. I'm not certain what the nagata is. Almost, actually, now that I think about it. And after a brief Google search, the nagata is kind of like this giant bowl drum. Um, so I feel like that would probably take care of like some of like the the lower frequencies. Yeah, uh, that, that we're hearing that aren't a kick drum. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, without. Further ado, uh, we'll we'll just go ahead and kind of jump into the musical impressions, which I know we've kind of talked about quite a bit. Um, Matt, did you really have anything that you wanted Not to add there? Not really. Um, you you kind of hit a lot of the points that I had. Is just the blending of the Indian culture into the like you said the new metal aspects, and you definitely hear the new metal. Not just in the instrumentals, but also in the vocal delivery. Outside of just the rap vocals, is it, it's just brought so together so well that there mm-hmm. there's not really much that you can say outside of like, bro, this is sick. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess we'll, we can just go ahead and move on to the lyrical content. Um, as I said earlier, the lyrics were really hard to uh, interpret on this one. So a lot of what I'm going to be going off of is going to be from the uh, interviews mm-hmm. uh, that the, uh, the three guys had done with Apple Music. Um, that being said... The lyrical content on the things that I was able to find, as well as the English-based lyrics, um, were a lot kind of uh, just like progressive stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very much oriented around equality and uh, kind of just there's a lot of uplifting messages and the angry messages were directed at the correct people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I didn't find anything particularly bad. I when originally listening to this, I expected the uh, raps to be a lot more cringe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then upon reading the lyrics and listening to them a little bit more deeper, like I didn't find anything particularly cringy about no. them. I, I, I found these raps to be a lot less cringy than I found the Slaughter to Prevail stuff. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. And a couple of the things that I saw as I was looking through the lyrics is, uh, I believe it was Gadar was talking about it was kind of a reflection on the human condition and just really how humans have kind of fallen down into just unfortunately a really dark place just as a civilization and as a species uh so i thought that was kind of a cool shout out but then it was v v Jeray, i believe was the um one of the other Jeeva songs Ray. yes thank you uh, and it felt like it was being direct, um, being directed specifically to someone, uh, trying to kind of look at it through the lens of like a potential, like relationship. Is it kind of felt like, yes, you may have a bunch of reasons to walk away, but let me give you reasons as to why to stay. And it kind of felt like it was a reminiscing, but also reflection on a, a like a past relationship in a way. So I thought that was kind of neat. Sort of, and I'll get to that later. Okay. Um, before we jump into the, the track by track, though, uh, we do want to go into the artwork on this album, which I personally love the artwork. Oh, it's so cool. So we have the uh, the band name Bloody Wood up at the top, and at the bottom we have Rack Shack, which is the album title. Uh, in the main center frame, we see this large elephant, uh, which... 
this is just me being the nature nerd that I am. Uh, it's definitely an African elephant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, African elephants are actually, uh, they have the larger ears and kind of the more widespread head like that, whereas a, an Asian elephant, something that you would find normally in India, mm-hmm. is going to be kind of a lot more like um, like a single hump camel. Oh, okay. Where it's kind of more just tapered up at the top and it has smaller ears. That's a small gripe that, that doesn't really have any sort of bearing on this whatsoever. Yeah. But anyway, so we have the elephant that's kind of adorned with uh, what appears to be kind of like gold markings on it, which is pretty significant of Indian culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do like a lot of dressing and uh, they, they really uh, have a uh, a big kind of what's the word I'm looking for <laughs> uh, a big emphasis on yeah. elephants in, in their culture I mean they have gods surrounding it they obviously mm-hmm. utilize elephants just as a part of their culture as they became a growing civilization and so right. on um, and then we have a man on his it, like in the way that the elephant is looking, it kind of looks like it's breaking out of this wall. In front of the elephant, there's this man who kind of looks like he's in a superhero pose, like he just jumped down from it. Oh, the superhero landing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's really rough <laughs> on the knees. <laughs> yeah, and it, like uh, one of the things that's kind of notable about him is he's in a loincloth, mm-hmm. so it kind you know it feels. It feels very primitive in the, you know, just kind of the nature of the design of this album art. Yeah. But I, I just, I can't get over how cool the elephant it's looks. It's really sick. Despite my nature gripe, but that's, again, yeah, beside yeah, no, the point. completely understandable. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it really does kind of put off the the correct vibe for the album. Like, mm-hmm. the the name Rakshak uh, means protector guardian. It kind of gives the same vibe, like... It really feels like a two-way street between the two. Like, obviously, humans in the past have had to protect elephants, and humans currently are protecting elephants because of mm-hmm. poachers. Yep. And uh, elephants kind of have acted as, like, protectors because they do have this kind of really strong sense of community about them. And it, it's... I'm not, this isn't PBS, and I'm not David, <laughs> At- I'm not David Attenborough, so yeah, <laughs> we're right. just going to keep going on. Uh, did you have anything further add no, on No, I didn't have anything on this cool. one. Then, uh, without further ado, we'll go into the track-by-track, track, starting off with Gadar, which uh, I believe you pulled up means traitor, I believe. Yes. Uh, yeah, opening up this one, uh, you know exactly what you're getting into on this Bro, album. Bro, it's hype time. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's heavy new metal riffs. You get Indian uh, lyrics in both Hindi and Punjabi. Punjabi. Mm-hmm. Uh, there may be other Indian languages that are used in this album. I'm personally not familiar with them. Right. But I know for a fact that these were used. Um, and then the Shinai instrumentals, which is the, the percussive, mm-hmm. like the that kind of like really back and forth, uh, staccato kind of thing. I, I, it has a really cool effect to it. Um, the, yeah, the, the song is about like how religion really has no place in politics, which has been an issue not just here in the uh, in the U.S., but as well as apparently in India. Yeah, from my understanding, and uh, it really has quite the way of putting it in like where the uh, the final uh, line of the chorus is just now get the f- out. Yeah, <laughs> no this this song is just an absolute banger. The riff grooves groove super hard on it. It's just the whole song is just hype like it, it just gets you really excited mm-hmm. um i honestly just whenever i hear the choruses i just want to yell it like it, yeah. it's just super catchy it's super fun and it's one of those things where you're in a crowd situation and you're like you have no idea what's going on but you just want to yell with yep, people exactly and that, that's exactly what this song feels yeah, like it's 100 percent the best way to put it and and i i feel like 
I feel like I would appreciate this album less if it was all in English. Yeah. I, I feel like having it in their native languages just made it that much better. Yeah, 100%. Following that is Odge. Um, again, we're probably going to be pro- pronouncing these incorrectly. Yeah. <laughs> um, we found the translation for this. What was it? We found a translation for this. <laughs> We're not sure, certain it's right. That's, um, yeah. Matt said that he found the one that said today. It, the title meant today. Yes. Um, yeah, this is a really groovy one. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. The energy really gets put pulled down uh, compared to the previous song, but there are aspects of it that still have a little bit of bite to it, so it's not just a, like a straight ballad throughout or like kind of on that level of soft energy. I'm still a really big fan of the song, though. Yeah, um, Kerr, the uh, the rapper, states in his Apple Music interview that this song really felt like the start of the journey, and they began to develop the vision of the album in this direction. Okay. And, and I feel like that's definitely communicated as they go throughout it. Um, like, this one here is kind of starting the journey, and we end up finishing off at, at the end of the album where we kind of resolve that journey. We kind of, as we go along this musical pathway for it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it definitely has those ups and downs that you would normally see in, like, if you were to, like, watch Lord of the Rings yeah. or Star Wars or whatever it is. Like, there, there's a, a clear and present journey that these characters are on, mm-hmm. and I feel like we are those characters in the journey that it's this album. Yeah. No, I can absolutely. really kind of, I don't know, I, I feel like that was really kind of weird to say, but I feel like it fit. <laughs> I, honestly, in a way, you're not wrong. Like, because you, you definitely feel like you're, on, again, just on a journey with it, and it's... I'm into it. Yeah, I have no idea what the song is is talking about. I couldn't get Google Translate to work appropriately for mm-hmm. me. But the vocal phrasing from both vocalists is top notch. Yeah, no, it's really, really strong vocal delivery. Yeah. Anything else on this one? No. I'm just gonna take us on the next one because I know you're you. The you next like this song <laughs> is Zanjirose, and uh, dude, this is my favorite song on the record. I, I heard I this the it. first time. I got about halfway through, and I was so shocked at how much I liked it. I started the song over, <laughs> and I'm like, "Is it, am I hearing this right? Like, am I, am I being punked right? Like, because I, I just what I couldn't believe that I was so attached to a song so fast. Yeah, started it over, and sure enough, I was hooked. Like, I would absolutely sing the chorus. I have no idea what they're saying. I tried to finding a translation <laughs> for what Zanjirose is. So the literal translation is from the chains. Yes. And um, it, basically the song is all about just like overcoming adversity. Uh, the band members and their subsequent following have all, all have very different worldviews, mm-hmm. being that they're from India. And yeah. I don't know that India is considered a third world country, but I definitely know that parts of it are. Mm-hmm. And so obviously these people are going to have different experiences than what you and I would have here in the yeah. U.S. And so basically it was, um, I was reading their Apple Music interviews, and, and honestly I'm just going to pull them up. You continue what you're yeah. saying. I'm going to pull up these because it... it I don't know that I can put it in words better than they did. Yeah, no worries. But I was, it was just so shocking that uh, I was able to gravitate to a song so fast. And I was just really, really ecstatic about it. And I, I just, I just love it. Yeah. So uh, Katiar says in his Apple Music interview, quote, the title, if you literally translate it, means from chains. Uh, we wrote this song after we got several messages from our fans. Before we started writing some of the songs, we had 
uh, we had to hear the hear the stories our Patreon followers had to share. We heard stories of be- people being kidnapped in one of the Middle Eastern countries and how they made it back alive somehow. There was another story about how someone didn't reveal their gender for the longest time because they were bullied for it. There was this other person who deals with multiple physical and mental diseases that don't let them get through the day. The song basically talks about the fact that even if you're not the richest or most well-accomplished person in the world, you may have had the same struggles as someone at the top. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you overcome what life has thrown at you. And so they, like, I walk out on the street and I don't have a fear of being taken. Mm-hmm. And that, that's kind of one of those things that I, I mean, I would assume that you don't have that feeling either. I don't, <laughs> no. And, and so it's just... Obviously, that it is stuff that can happen here, mm-hmm. but it's something more likely to happen there. And yeah. it's uh, the same thing with like the the divisive gender roles and kind of like the way that people are treated uh, based off of various religions and stuff like that. And yeah. it, it's kind of, I would say, eye opening because uh, it, it's things that you're definitely know that you're aware of. Yeah, but the prominence of it isn't really there until it starts bleeding into the things that you like yeah well and and it's you know just to kind of expand a little bit on that is just hearing things from such a vastly different perspective so full transparency i am a white male gabe is also a white male Mm -hmm. unless there's something you haven't told me my last name literally means of fair skin there is nothing wait really that's actually kind of (laughs) cool but we you know the the lives you and I lead are, you know, vastly different from somebody who may be of a different skin color, um, even just here in the States. And then you go out over to a completely different nation where the hierarchy of things are just vastly different. Having that kind of a culture shock and being shown the perspective of somebody from a completely different area of the world it's just there's something about it that you just kind of it, it takes you back and you kind of realize that yeah no we we're really really small compared to everything yeah anyway so that wraps up this episode of uh, matt and gabe get woke <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i don't have anything more on zanjiro say to you no all right, so then from there, we move on to Mashi Basad. Uh, so this song has been out for a while. This is, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, the first song they released that wasn't original. Um, they released Ari Ari a little bit before this. However, that was a cover of a cover. Mm-hmm. And obviously, put them on the map, so they started doing original music. I believe this is the first one that came out. Okay. Yeah, no, this there's an argument that could be made that this is, if not the heaviest, one of the heaviest songs on the record. I will make that argument against it being the heaviest here in a minute. We'll, we'll, we'll okay, get there. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I'm intrigued. Um, yeah, but definitely the song is super heavy. The, mm-hmm. uh, the name translates to expect a riot. Um, the version on the album, as opposed to the original version is changed slightly. Um, they changed the lyric that said, this is why we fight the war to the war has now begun mm-hmm. something along those lines. And then they changed mixing and stuff like that to make sure that it fits the rest of the album. That makes which sense. That just makes, sense. makes logical sense. Cause yeah. this was released four years prior to, I believe. Yeah, that sounds, yeah. And just, um, to also give some additional perspective is this band's been around since 2016. Yes. Um, and I believe, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but their original name was Bollywood and then changed to Bloodywood? No. So bo- the Bloodywood is just a metal play on on India's Hollywood. Okay. okay. So India's Hollywood is Bollywood. Yeah. Like, that's the really over-the-top 
terrible movies that you see that are all Indian based. Right, right. That have like these weird dance scenes and these crazy over the top actions yeah. and stuff like that. So that by itself that that is Bollywood. Okay. Because for for some reason I thought that they were going under that name before, but I no. I could have mis misheard or misinterpreted. No, so it, Bloodywood has always been the number that Katiar has gone under. Mm-hmm. And then he hooked up with um uh Badula um to they they started like releasing covers of popular songs like Despacito and Never Going to Give You Up, Closer, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh then they paired up with Raul Kerr for Ari Ari, they blew up, and then that's when they started doing their own original okay, stuff. Okay, that makes sense. So now that we have the history of the band going. <laughs> yep. But no, I, I don't really have anything, but it sounds like you might still have a little something. Yeah, uh, just just kind of noting some of the uh, music side of things on this one. Um, there, there's a pretty fair helping of electronica over the pre-chorus, um, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't pigeonhole themselves by any means in any specific. Like they obviously they take their influences from like Rage Against the Machine and Lincoln Park, Limp Bizkit, like those kind of guys. But they still have like obviously the Indian folk elements. Yeah. They incorporated a little bit of electronica. They have some trap stuff that happens later in the album. Like they they incorporate all these different things, but it all meshes so well. Mm-hmm. And then the the chorus on this one is stupid heavy. It is stupid heavy. Yeah. <laughs> now, what I will argue is the heaviest song on the album is the next one, Danadan. This song goes hard. So, when I first heard, th- th- this is the one that I, f- I started over. Okay. So, th- th- this is my favorite song on the album, for sure. I, I respect that. And the vocal phrasing on this one is nothing short of impressive from both vocalists. Like, I... I don't consider myself an amazing vocalist, but I consider myself fairly decent. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do this. Yeah. I, either either of them. Like, I, I absolutely could not do this in my current state. The The speed at which both of them go is unreal. Yeah. They're... <laughs> these guys are really good at what they do. Yeah. Uh, th- this song is just about gender oppression, and uh, they're, they're called to fight it. Um, especially in India, apparently, there's a, uh, a big issue of kind of where within their like normal class uh, separations, they also have sub-separations between male and female. Okay. Whereas it doesn't matter where what position you are in society, your male is always going to be higher than your female, uh, just in terms of, of really everything. Mm-hmm. And so th- it's kind of their take on it is that's not okay. We need to be doing something about that. And um, there's also quite a few mentions in there like, in terms of consent, and I mean, the the, the song starts out with, uh, I put my fist in the face of a rapist or something like that, which, again, totally okay with. I'm happy to punch a rapist all day long. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's just kind of like, it really, it's cool to see them go against the grain of what they were brought up in. Yeah. But at the same time, still incorporate all the things that made them who they are. Yeah. And so I feel like this is a good way of them still showing respect to the society they grew up in while also going against the things that aren't okay, like uh, like rape and, and just overall consent issues mm-hmm. and this kind of separation between the genders and, and so on. Yeah, no, and it's huge respect for, for really calling it out just as, as they see it. And in a way also, as it should be called out. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me, I forget the name of them, and I, I, I feel so bad about this, but there is an, I believe is Iraqi or Iranian uh, metal band mm-hmm. that they were doing the same thing, and they, they, I think they're still in prison for it. 
um, because they were speaking out against those kind of things. Wow. And so they, 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 I don't know for sure if they were still in prison. I know that they were in prison for mm-hmm. it. Um, but it's kind of the same thing where like they started speaking out against these things. And I'm sure that that's kind of a brave situation for these guys. It may not be in such a situation where the, their entire government system is based around a theocracy like uh, Iran and Iraq are, Mm -hmm. but it's still one of those things that they're going against this grain of 1 billion people in the country of India. So I, I, again, just utmost respect for him. Absolutely. Anything else you got on that one? Nah, Danny Dan's so it's so it's dope. so good. Honestly, like as soon as we're done recording this, is I, when I get in my car, I'm putting this record on. I'm starting it from the front. Like it's yeah, just so yeah, good. Let's go. <laughs> uh, jumping into the next song, which is G Viri. Again, we're we're trying our best, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I believe just from the song, the pronunciation is G Viri. G okay. I I could be very wrong. On yeah, that. and honestly, it. And just kind of going into off on a quick tangent, if you listen to how some vocalists just pronounce words is they don't pronounce it exactly correct. Like I can go and quote from the Devourers Prada is their song uh, untitled. I, I, I could hear the chorus, but I was like, uh, blanking, <laughs> but it's um, time to be joyful with no consistency is the pronunciation is it's more consistent say well i mean it's the same thing with like yeah. a day to remember and uh and uh i made a wax larry what are you made of and in the chorus like uh, i've got you right in the palm of my hand <laughs> like i didn't know what that lyric was for the longest time <laughs> yeah basically the, I'm not even going into but that. But anyways, um, anyway. outside of that tangent, uh, we tried to deduce as well as we could what the pronunciation is. Yeah. We're just not sure. And yeah. What we did, what we were able to deduce, though, was the uh, translation on this one, which is live brave one. Mm-hmm. This energy really comes down on this one. So kind of similar to Oj. But this song's just still really, really awesome. The chorus doesn't hold back when it comes in heavy, but when it brings in the singing portions, it just continues to show us how beautiful the record is in the blending of this aggressive style with the culture of where where they call home and just, you know, again, the beautiful mesh that we've got. Yeah, so this one here is uh, all about like struggles with mental health. And uh, overall, just like an uplifting message for those struggling. So the um, the part where you're talking about how like it was a relationship that they should come back from, kind of mm-hmm. thing. So the the play that they're making there in that lyric is there's 13 reasons you should leave, which is a play on the 13 reasons Netflix show, Th- I, and then yeah. three reasons you should stay. I don't I don't know what that not sure means the significance of that either. Yeah, but that's basically what it's about. And so it's just kind of about struggling with mental health and being able to overcome the, mm-hmm. those adversities, which again, mass respect for because yeah. Yeah. Um, so this one also uh, has a very prominent use of the flute, which we, we've heard throughout the course of the album so far. But this one here and on the next song, Endurant, um, the uh, use of the flute is extremely prominent. Um, I did look it up. I'm not 100% certain on this, but I believe it's called a bansuri, which is basically a side-blown bamboo flute. Oh, which kind of cool. gives it that more rounded and hollow sound yeah. as opposed to like a traditional flute that we would hear in a symphony or an orchestra mm-hmm. or whatever. 
Um, that would actually make sense. Why? Yeah, because I I can hear hear it now, and I can I can definitely see that there there's a vast difference. Yeah, I also think it's a little bit shorter in length, just because the the kind of sound it generates sounds more like that of a piccolo to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know because yeah. I'm a guitarist. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll go ahead and move on into uh, Endurant, which. Um, if Dana Dan wasn't on the album, this would be my favorite song. Like this, go- this song goes from mad to really catchy, and it fits perfectly. Like yeah. this, this is a really good presentation of being able to do. You know, since we kind of called out metalcore a little bit earlier, this is what metalcore bands are trying to do, but they just can't seem to find the right blending of the two. Unless you're looking at just like. Kind of the classic metalcore stuff. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of that's in part to Badula's vocals too. Like mm-hmm. I feel like his vocals really blend his his clean singing and his his screams extremely well. Like there's a clear separation between the two, but it's so distinctly the same yeah. that I feel like that that's kind of where it really. Leads I, to I think that it. helps a lot. But it's like I just genuinely enjoyed the song and how how have these Mad Lads created something? So sick. Yeah. Like, this is um, unreal. Lyrically, this one's just about, like, one's own empowerment kind of rising from the ashes, being the rock of your own uh, of your own world. And, mm-hmm. um, again, we have more prominent use of the flute that I think is the Bansuri. The guitars are probably my favorite on this song out of all the album. It's yeah. just, man, they just hit so good. <laughs> mm, mint. Yes. Mint. Uh, utter mint. <laughs> <laughs> Following that is going to be the song Yod. And I think we I, I don't see how we can possibly pronounce this one yeah, correctly. And and if we somehow <laughs> did again, we are t- really sorry. If, if, if somehow we did, we're blaming the Arizona education system because it, you know we're 50th in the United States, we're not doing okay. Yeah, we're not we're not doing a great Send time. help. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing I I was reminded of when I heard this song was like the uh the second record era of Fire from the Gods just in composition and I want to Okay. Let me let me take a moment to specify. They did not pioneer the style. They just came to my mind first. So please do not at me. If you're going to put a one-star review on us because of that comment, <laughs> I will throw hands. Matt, they're going to put a one-star review on this because of that, that stupid <laughs> Iron Maiden episode and that stupid Rise Against Meets yeah. Danzig oh, comment. Those oh, are the yeah. two things that are going to get us down in the tanks. Like You could run for president one day, and you're going to get thrown out of the running simply for that stupid comment. Honestly, I guess I just <laughs> don't run for president. <laughs> I mean, also that just because, you know, all presidents are bad, but that's beside the point. Yeah, that's that's a conversation for another time. (laughs) Um, It's very soft and very ballad-esque, but it, again, just has just bite in the chorus. And also, my God, dude, the solo in this song. Oh, it's so good. The sheesh. (laughs) I hate you so much. All right, so I'm going to try and move past that while Matt's over there. Just I, I hope you choke on your own spit. So the, uh, the, the group based the feelings when they were writing this song on the emotions of dealing with loss of loved ones, but they, they did that based on their feelings of losing their dogs. So while they made it clear that it wasn't a song about losing a pet, that's kind of where they drew a lot of those emotions from. And uh, so, like, it's just kind of the raw emotion of feeling the the raw emotions and feelings that you have when you lose someone or something that you love deeply. Yeah, that makes sense. 
the following song, I re- so I got a kick out of this. So it's bsdk.exe. And for computer nerds like myself, is the uh, .exe is a file that you would uh, basically use, and I believe that it's just short for like execute. Correct. So pretty much just like it's like you click the click the file, and then it'll start whatever like download process. So typically, you're going to see a lot of .exe files for. Uh, downloading new apps onto your computer or downloading new software. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, did I you find was, any? I, I have no idea on the meaning of the title. Okay. I just thought it was super funny because my first computer virus that I ever got was a .exe file from India. <laughs> 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 Completely unrelated. It, it just It's one of those things that I, like, I saw that and I was like, huh. That's kind of funny. Dude, that's <laughs> actually kind of great. Yeah, I, no, honestly, I have no reason, really understanding of why the uh, virus executed the way that it did. Basically, all it did was took away my entire desktop. Oh, that's <laughs> I could, sad. I could still activate. Like, I just would go through run and, and everything like that and task manager. But it's just one of those things like, why? Why are you this way? <laughs> did you try turning it off and on again? I will fight you right here. In the vein of Dan and Dan, this song is also super angry. Um, yes. This one is uh, specifically about like reporters, the propaganda machine, and news outlets. Mm-hmm. They hold no bars against these kind of people. Like they're this is just an angry song, and they yeah. do not like these people. Oh no! And, and I don't blame them. I don't like these people. <laughs> no, I I genuinely don't blame you for that. But no, like this this song is just really heavy, and the verses are really used to just build up the hype. But before it just goes absolutely off during the chorus and pre-chorus, and you know, we the, see a little bit of a the like the trap elements in this one. Yeah, and like the the way the vocals are in this one really shows just how angry they are mm-hmm. about what it is they're singing about. It's just mean. Yeah, absolutely. Also, like I I have to ask this again: How have these mad lads created something so sick? And to wrap up the record is Chalk Lay. Um, this one, I don't think either of us were able to find we a translation for. Could not find a legitimate translation. The closest thing we could find was Take Taste. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense in the no. context of the song. No, absolutely not. <laughs> so um, I'll just kind of jump into this one. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very careful with how I say this, and I'm going to also kind of explain why I say this. Man, am I going to have to censor this? No. Okay. And, and that, again, that's why I'm like, <laughs> I, let, me, let me make sure to explain everything. No, let me so, be clear. Yeah. So there's like an echo sort of filter, and I, and I don't know if it's an echo filter or if it's just the layering that they, done, that they had done on the vocals in this are just really sick, and it makes the song a lot more grandiose. It reminds me very much of the vocal for performance from the song Tunoc Tunoc Tune by Dolaire Mendy. Um, so if you listen... What is this song? <laughs> it's, so it's, it's an older song. I want to say it's like 90s, early 2000s. Tunoc, Tunoc, what? I'll, I'll show you the song after no, we're no, done. Say the name of the song again. Tunoc Tunoc Tune, which if I remember hearing it, is it's the... Um, Kind of, what's the what's the word where it's like you know words to describe what a sound sounds like? So, oh yeah, I, I know what you're talking. Yeah. About. Um. So basically, from, onomatopoeia. I think. I th- that sounds right. But basically, what it was is <laughs> Arizona um, education. Kind of like the um. Is it the Hindi? 
uh, like kind of way that they do like the beating of a drum. The the, the Shanghai, the attack, 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 attack. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Um, so again, if you listen to that song in in some of the parts with the vocals, is there's kind of an echo, but all it, or it's either an echo or the layering is it it's reminds me a lot of this song and you know the reason i also wanted to make sure is because you know i believe it is going to be from a similar area geographically is i didn't want people to just hear me you know compare this song to that song and just be like oh he's just you know finding two indian artists to compare together and like honestly i don't even know i've never even heard of this thing before, so like, I can't even say if it's going to be your next Rise Against Danzig comment. <laughs> it, but to be completely honest, though, the song absolutely slaps. Like, I'm a big fan of it. Um, All right. But the, the, the last thing I really have to say on this one is the chug down in this song. <laughs> and uh, no joke, in my notes, I put sheesh. <laughs> So once again, folks, we're looking for another co-host. Uh, <laughs> Applications will be taken online. Matt, I hate you so much. <laughs> so, the, God damn it. This song, according to Katiar, was designed to be a protest song. Um, like, it was kind of inspired by the farmer protests over 20 and tw- 2020 and 2021 that happened in India, which were uh, centered around um, getting a few laws repealed that apparently negatively affected them. I found this out probably about five minutes before we started recording. Okay. So I don't know what's going on. All I know is that's what he said in his Apple mm-hmm. Music interview. Um, this is really just kind of signing off the the Bloody Woods sound and inspiration. And yeah, man, th- this song's pretty dope. Yeah. It, no, it, it was a great bookend to this album. It, it really is. But that is going to do it for us on the uh, track by track here for Bloody Woods Rack Shock. Uh, Matt, on a scale of one to eight tentacles, where uh, one's going to be the worst and it's a sad octopus, with two eight being a full octopus, where you at? Full octopus, eight out of eight. Really? I was so shocked by this record and, and how much I liked it, but I also feel like I just didn't get enough of it. And it's absolutely a record I plan to come back to. And it's not, it feels like a record that I wouldn't be able to listen to just like, you know, just throw the record into a playlist and shuffle. I would have to listen to the record itself front to back. Uh, I absolutely love this record. I'm, I'm putting it at an eight out of eight. Wow. I, I was not expecting that, to be completely honest, when I suggested this one. Really? Yeah, I was not expecting that whatsoever. That's hilarious. <laughs> what are you putting at there, boss? Um, for me, it's gonna be at a seven. Um, I knew I, I was. That. I knew I was gonna enjoy the album. Uh, there's still a few things that I'm just. I don't know that. I don't know the best way to put it. It's just it's not quite there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, there's nothing really wrong with this album by any means. Yeah. Uh, um, unless they start dropping racial slurs somehow in the in the Hindi lyrics that we weren't able yeah. to interpret. Yeah. If that's the case, and absolutely one out of eight, not cool. But yeah, no, it, like if, if that's the situation, like we will address that accordingly. But like based on our knowledge, like this is where we're at. Based off the other content that we were able to pick it out, though, I don't think that's going to be an issue. No, no, so I don't think. That so. being said, like yeah, it, it's a seven out of eight. It was a solid record, like you said. I fully anticipate coming back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's one that I've been happy sharing with uh, other folks as well. It'd be like, yo, check this out. This is super cool. Yeah. 
listen to it again because it's yep. super cool. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's going to do our breakdown for Rack Shock by Bloodywood. And right now we're going to jump into our hidden track where we talk about stuff in the realm of music that's not related to this record in particular. And um, as, as I kind of told Gabe before we started this, I have a lot to talk about. Um, so, Gabe, what, why don't you start it off? What you got? Uh, yeah, a couple things that uh, I, I want to bring up here. Um, so one of them is completely not new music whatsoever. Uh, my buddy Dipper, uh, he's he's been on the the podcast a couple times. He's a wonderful human being and I a beautiful love soul. Dipper so much. And this fool turned me on to Doctor Acula. I'm in love. I am utterly in love with this oh this band. God. So basically, he hit me up because uh, he he wants to do a kind of like a music side project together. That's just kind of like this band. And so I'm mm-hmm. like. Okay, sure. Uh, let, let me go ahead and check them out. I can't get enough of them. I love them so much. It is so much fun. That's because like it, it's basically it takes in all the soundbite nature that I did when I was uh, playing drums for Deadbeat Hymns, mm-hmm. and it's putting that to like metalcore and deathcore. And it's it's just it's silly. It's kind of tongue in cheek. It's yeah. just fun, and it's got some really cool groove riffs to it. And like that, if you know me as a musician, that that that's what I'm all about. I love yeah. grooves and riffs. So that's been an utter blast. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up was uh, on Sunday, I got to see uh, another concert. I saw it was uh, Extinction AD opening up along with Creeping Death, Last 10 Seconds of Life, and uh, the headliner was Cattle Decapitation. Oh, man. Cattle Decapitation. Ca- so I'm finally recovering at this point. Um, I'm still a little sore. <laughs> Because it, it's, I'm too old for a pit. I got in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, cattle decapitation was phenomenal. Um, last ten seconds of life was actually really impressive. I know we particularly did not like their newest yeah. album uh, when we reviewed it here a few weeks ago. Um, that being said, they put on a really good show. Uh, mm-hmm. They also brought out uh, Dylan from Weeping Wound because uh, oh, he, he, he was their merch guy. Oh, that's cool. for the for the tour. He hooked it up with pizza. So Dylan, you're a cool guy. Because at that point, I was mildly intoxicated and needed food. A shout out to Dylan. Exactly. The, the homie hooked it up. Yeah. Uh, that being said, uh, he got on stage and got to do a song with them, which was super cool to see. Um, just overall, like the the whole set that they did was awesome. Mm-hmm. Creeping Death was fine. Um, so was Extinction AD. I feel like they were kind of a little bit odd choices for the, uh, the tour, mm-hmm. especially with Cattle Decapitation. Yeah. Um, that being said, Cattle Decapitation... I could have gone just for them. The other three bands could have been bands. It could have been Florida Georgia Line playing a three-hour set and then Cattle Decapitation getting up there and playing their set, and I would have loved this concert because they put on such an amazing show. That's so sick. It it was so much of a blast, and obviously I had the homies to hang out with, and it was such Mm -hmm. a good time. No, that's awesome. So I have a lot this week, which normally is not the case. Yeah. So, um, let's 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 hit it. Run let's us down. go. Uh, so the first one is I know I talked a little bit about it last week, but I went to the Killswitch Engage August Burns Red Light the Torch show. Light the Torch was fantastic. It was the first time I'd ever seen Howard Jones live. Mm. That was really cool. He definitely wasn't at the top of his game for the show, but obviously being on tour and because he had been well, being doing, on tour after two years of not being on tour, yeah. doesn't help. <laughs> yeah. And then like, he's all, he's not only doing light the torch stuff, but he was also getting on stage and doing stuff with kill switch. Yeah. Um, 
really good show. Uh, it was nice being able to hear some of the songs from their newest record and being able to be like, hey, I know that song and actually singing along to it. Um, August Burns Red, it was the second time I'd seen them and they went hard. I was, I ended up going with my mom and because Aww. I was with my mom is I kind of just like stuck around her and as much as I wanted to go and get into the pit, I was like, I'm going to make sure like my mom's good. So I ended we still had a blast. Um, Kill Switch came on. They did play a few songs off of their newest record that I wasn't familiar with. I've only heard that one a couple of times, but they played a lot of classics. Uh, My Last Serenade they played. Mm. They played My Curse. Um, And we actually dipped out after My Curse, which was probably about 30 to 40 minutes into the set. Um, unfortunately, and if any of the people associated with the marquee are listening to this, I apologize because I'm really not a fan of the venue. Uh, to be completely honest is the way everything's kind of built is the floor slanted. And as you're sitting there like headbanging in, like I was doing as I was sitting there tapping my foot, every part of my body just ached dude and it it, it it was getting to the point where i had actually physically turned to my mom and i'm like bro like i am i can't not be in pain you said bro to your mom i i've called i've called my mom <laughs> no joke i've called my mom bro and or dude since i was 16 and it, it just got to the point where my mom was like that ah, whatever you know fair enough like i she birthed you. I can't imagine it's the weirdest thing that happened. That's that's also <laughs> fair. Um, next thing, uh, there's a lot of new music that's dropped. Um, Straight from the Path dropped a new song uh, called Guillotine. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's mad. The Angry Boys are back. Oh, they're very Angry Boys. <laughs> um, super, super hard track. Um, the vocals were a little off-putting. But also at the same time, like the vocals seem to really fit the very. That's also just kind of Drew's voice, probably. Yeah, Uh, Um, he's got that kind of very like angsty rage against the machine kind of vibe. Yeah, no, for sure. I've seen Um, them live a few times. They always put on a good show. I I definitely recommend checking that out. Uh, A band I've actually gotten really hot on recently, uh, and I'm really in anticipation for their record coming up at the end of the year, which, or not the end of the year, uh, end of the month, which actually in two days, Bad Omens. Mm dropped a song called The Gray. Uh, very you much. You talked about this last week, actually. Did I? You did. Okay. Uh, you know what? That's right, because it dropped like the day of the yeah. uh, record. Okay, so my apologies. Um, era. Era. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there, there's we, so many things we, I want. We briefly talked about on what mm-hmm. we're talking about, just to make sure that we don't overlap uh, yeah. when we're talking about this stuff beforehand, so that's how I know. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate you keeping me squared away. Um, Era dropped a cover of the song Stockholm Syndrome by Muse, uh, which is actually going to be on the self-titled deluxe edition uh, that's going to be coming out. It's a neat cover. Um, I don't have a lot of reference with the muse there's one song that they put out i could throw that in the same garbage can that the escape the fate record is in the same garbage can that seven nation army by white stripes is in like just just throw it out um the song's fine i i just need a better kind of um kind of vantage on it 
Uh, and the last thing, and this is actually not music related, but I want to give a big shout out to a couple of folks that I had run into re- or met recently. Uh, it's the guys who do the Inspiration Points podcast. Um, so quick shout out to those guys, uh, for any of you who are into Dungeons and Dragons, uh, they are actually going to be a podcast to check out for any kind of, uh, D and D, uh, introspect, uh, the episode I actually got a chance to listen to about half of, I just haven't gotten a chance to go back to is they were actually talking about how a lot of D and D campaigns start in a tavern and it's just kind of like, we're not, you know, we're not better than the tavern. And it's just kind of like how to make it interesting. So, again, if that's something that you guys are into, please go check them out. Uh, a couple of really cool dudes that I got to talk to. Um, they plug their podcast. We plugged ours. And I figured I'd give them a shout out because they were, like I said, a couple of really cool, really cool guys. I have not vetted this. <laughs> 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 uh, one other thing I did wanted to bring up because uh, I don't think I talked about this last week. Uh, Spite released a new song called "Caved In." <gasps> oh, it's, I need to listen to this. It's nasty. It's so bro, nasty. Oh, Go check it out. <laughs> They're gonna be dropping a new album this year. I'm so hyped for it. They're gonna be coming here on tour. I'm so hyped, bro. That's gonna be lit. It's gonna be so good. But that is gonna do it for us today. We do appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to us. We ask that you uh, do. Uh, like, rate, subscribe to us on uh, all of our social medias. Where can they find us on social you media? You can Matt? find us on TikTok, on YouTube, on Facebook, and Instagram, all at TentacleBop. You can find us on any variety of uh, of streaming formats, platforms, streaming yeah. platforms, whatever you want to call them. And like we're on everything. I, I I don't think I have a way of adding us onto any more that aren't already available. If I do, I can't find it. Yeah, we'll be back with you guys next week. And uh, and uh, before we do sign off, though, we do want to tease a little something. We've got a, a little something coming soon that we do. And th- that announcement will actually come next week. Hey, so, so keep uh, you guys yeah. ears peeled. Uh, keep your eyes peeled on keep all your our ears peeled. What does yes. that even mean? Matt? I don't know. Don't worry about it. But keep your <laughs> keep your eyes out on Dude, our we'll social it again. I will fight you. OK, keep let your me- ears peeled. Keep your eyes open. <laughs> Let me let me finish my thought. Sniff the flowers. Oh, walk go the touch dog. Grass. <laughs> <laughs> so keep your keep your eyes on our social medias, and that way you guys will be in the loop on what's going on. And until that time, we'll catch you in the next one. See you later.